The following podcast has been recorded live. For your audio pleasure, it is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another episode of the Megsy, the mind that matters, with your host, with the most, Megsy Pants, coming to you live from Columbus, Ohio once again. We are back after another stint in Mexico, and we have to talk about that. We have to talk about Megsy's trip to Mexico City with his... uh, family for his niece's quinceanera and we'll also discuss what not to do in the workplace that would get people fired and get people banned and also get people to quit because I'm just tired of that nonsense with the with new software new people I, I just can't but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second first and foremost Mexico City so I forgot just how polluted Mexico City is. The issue is... You're not used to the smog. You can feel the stuffiness. Like, I actually had some congestion. And I had to remind myself... Hey, you gotta make sure not to rub your eyes too much. You know, wash your hands. Wash your face. Make sure you use sanitizer. because Hand sanitizer. Because you're basically... Touching a lot of things that you're not used to. And it's definitely one of the biggest cities in the world. And by proxy, it is dirtier. To the point where um, my brother's girlfriend, Claudia, she actually got Moctezuma's revenge. And, I mean, it's what happens. When you're there, you're touching people, you party too hard, you eat food you're not used to. Yeah, you poop a lot. I'm surprised that Ricky, actually, uh, being Mexican, did not prep her for this. I would have taken some Pepto-Bismol. Definitely. Because Pepto-Bismol usually helps. Um, obviously, going to the store um, to kind of get some medication for it. So what had to be done. But, I mean, it's basically Mexico's version of Welcome to the Family. That's all it is. Um, the quinceanera itself, very entertaining. It, it, it's a contrast. How do you have a 90th and 80th birthday party combined and you get outstaged by quinceanera, you, you know, upstaged by quinceanera? The food was better. Uh, music was better. Per se, a lot of dancing, there's a lot of mezcal. I actually did not realize that tequila would affect me differently than mezcal. 
Tequila, to me, is like water. It just... I can drink as much as I want. I don't get drunk. Mezcal, mm, I was feeling it. I'm not going to lie. And it actually kind of rumbled in my tummy a little bit when I got back to the hotel. And I thought I was going to throw up. But no, I just... I could not stop going to the bathroom. I had just... I guess because the breakfast was a buffet. And the buffet at the hotel... By the way, the hotel, very nice. Brand new hotel, Fiesta Americana. Um, I actually found out that they're the same hotel owners as the Chile hotel I want to go to for that South America marathon in San Alfonso del Mar. Did not know that. So, of course, I signed up for the rewards points. TV was an issue, of course. You know, Mexican channels, Mexican soccer, everything's in Spanish. One HBO channel in English. Ugh, but, you know, I'll, I'll take it. We weren't really there that much anyways. Buffet, as I was saying, was very great. Food was exceptional. And I think that made me constipate because the food was high in carbs for breakfast. It was keeping me stuck. And then when I came back drunk as fuck, you know, the Mexican, all the chili had been eating, you know, loosening everything up. I actually landed very hungry and... My aunt Veronica and niece Powell took me to tacos. I did not know people. It is sad when the most Mexican person is the one who does not actually live in Mexico. How'd you guys not eat spicy food? I don't know. I'm like, what's the spiciest sauce here, Tia? And she's like, well, the green one. I basically mixed it with my tacos. And no, I mean, I was good. No. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Um... Another fun fact, the, uh, again, I didn't see really as, as many Pemex gas stations, meaning that's, you know, the country's doing good, you know, we're allowing more, you know, outside commerce, outside companies to come in, do business in Mexico, um, I, of course, I wore my presidential suit, and I will say, there was a church ceremony, of course. They asked, anybody want to do the you know, the readings and talk? I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. Plus, I was already pissed off because I was collecting RSVPs and found out that there's actually four, two of my aunts, Aunt Yolanda and Aunt Beatrice, my cousin Hemanayeli and her kid, who are all not going to my wedding because oh why would you schedule it the same year as the quinceanera I'm sorry um because a wedding is more important than a 15 year old birthday party and because it would I mean what am I I going to wait an extra year to get married just because you're having a birthday party you can't afford both what's going on and then it's just it's the lies when Tia Yola is telling me Oh, I had to put money towards the quinceanera. I'm paying for two houses. But then Tia Beatrice and, you know, Hema Nayeli, the mother of the quinceanera, are basically telling me that they paid for stuff. I'm like, okay, well, now we have, like, three different people paying for stuff. Obviously, my niece's dad, Fidel, I'm hoping paid for something because he was there, even though they're not together anymore. I said hi to him, like, whatever. I'm like, he's actually not invited. 
So it's not like he said anything. But I'm just like, you have three people who are telling me that they're paying towards one quinceanera. And you guys went all out. I'll give you that. But come on. You don't have enough to afford a simple flight there and back. Like, do you forget that I went to both quinceaneras? And mind you, yeah, this time around, my dad paid the flight. Last time around, I paid the flight. And I was there for three or four days. And I don't make the money. I wasn't making the money then as I am now. So these sad excuses, I, I just can't. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to do any readings at the church ceremony. Because guess what? You're not fucking coming to the wedding. I'm not going to put extra effort. I'm already dancing at your fucking kitchenera. I'm not putting extra effort to do squat. And then, oh, as if that wasn't enough, apparently we had a thriller Michael Jackson dance recital on stage with all the aunts and cousins. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, so those dance classes were very fruitful. Like, that's what you're spending the money and not going to my wedding. Oh, but those were free because Paola did it. Oh, okay, so... Did you spend too much money or did you not spend too much money? Which one is it? Because now the classes are free. Um, I'm guessing my niece's classes were not free. And on top of that, she was dancing with her gay best friend. Which, we, I mean, oh, he's her best friend. Let's just call a spade a spade. He clearly was the gay best friend. When you are dancing at your quinceanera and the guy is looking and dancing more feminine than you are we all know he's gay okay how is he not burning up at the church ceremony is beyond me i'm sorry he's catholic but also gay i mean no you can't have it both ways what is going on someone needs to straighten that out also the way he shook our hands was like oh, nice to meet you like like he's like some kind of damsel in distress shaking my hand i'm like whoa 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 no, 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 no. Okay, let me. That's when you hand sanitize because you don't know where his hand's been, and that's how you avoid pink eye and mock the super's revenge. I'm just saying. So, yeah, no, I, you don't come out with this nonsense, okay? At least now I have a clear picture of who is coming and not coming. I'm pretty sure everybody on my side I have an RSVP for. People not coming, uh, yeah, my old attorney's not coming. Uh, super can't make it. Some family members and DX members. I ain't just sad that I have family members and DX members who can't come to my shit. Oh, but let me just always go to their shit. I will let you know, and I've said it before. If you're not there at my wedding, you're basically dead to me. I will not put forth the effort to include you in my life. Now... If, uh, luckily for you, the next quinceanera is my cousin Miguel's second kid, Danny, who they are coming to the wedding. Oh, yeah, I'll go for that. I mean, again, it's not that far away. It's a direct flight to Phoenix and just drive down. And then again, I will say with the whole Mexico situation of running a marathon every state that I'm trying to plan, I did notice, I'm like, okay, Mexico City is in altitude. All the states around the area are technically in altitude. Training would have to be done. 
And of course, renting the car, I would have to drive in Mexico City, which I never do, rent the car. My family's like, oh yeah, that way we get to see you more. I'm like, uh, yeah, you guys don't even want to come to my wedding, but you want to see me more when I come to you? How convenient. Like, I'm not spending more than a weekend in these places. Luckily, my cousin Michelle is in Corretero, so that may be useful. Miguel's in uh, Mexicali. So again, I have some places to squat if need be. But it's a big logistical nightmare, I will say that. Especially with the whole having to get Mexico insurance to rent in America and cross the border. That may be a little bit tricky. But we'll see how that how that goes, okay? We'll see how that flies. And before we continue, let's always remind everybody that if you have car insurance, make sure you're protected. Give American National a call. Call my man Ramo. Get uninsured motorist, med pay, full collision coverage. And use the promo code MEXI to save on your bundling. American National, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. And if you need a hand and want a massage and need to relax, hand us some massages when Mexi gets his free time and his groove on and his massage on, use the promo code MEXI and you can save on your first food massage and your membership. Hannah Massage, another proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. And last but certainly not least, Coach Super and Super Studio 53. Stop in, sign up for classes. They have a good running program. Coach Super never gets injured running marathons, knock on wood. Okay? Why? Because she trains, does hot yoga, runs a half marathon, runs a 100 miler, and then cools down with a marathon. That's how you do it. Sign up, use the promo code MEXI, save on your classes. Super Studios 253, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Now, as I was saying, we're going to discuss work issues. Now, here's what drives me nuts. The kind of thing that people do that gets people fired, banned, makes people quit. I'm a, I'm a, I was told when I started at my firm... That it was the other people, the older people, the people who were there before, that were causing all the issues with these files. But as time has gone along, and I'm, I've been there for almost two years, I realized that my attorney allows people to just walk all over him, steal from him, and do a bunch of nonsense with files. And he doesn't reprimand anybody. Like, my attorney will literally not fire you unless it's a last resort. And that's where all these other issues come to be. The office manager now is hardly ever in the office because as if I wasn't there to teach her how to do stuff the right way, one of the litigation attorneys from my old firm jumped ship, of course, and is helping clean up the messes, but now they're butting heads because she's actually an attorney and knows how to do shit. And you're just the office manager who for 10 years has been doing shit the wrong way. To the point where people ask questions. I myself used to ask questions. And I would notice that either you didn't know what you were talking about or you would tell me the wrong thing. So then when the attorney came over and I would ask her how to do things correctly, oh, I actually got correct answers. And that's the issue now is the office manager feels unimportant and she wants to have her hand on everything. Oh, let's control everything. Let's waste extra paper to do 20,000 things the exact same way. 
our new system was supposed to be beneficial, but if but the problem is you have to enter everything once into the system in order for it to work properly. And here's the thing: the only person entering everything into the system is yours truly. Nobody else adds adjusters, nobody else adds providers. I'm the one doing everything. I don't have the hours to dedicate to doing this. Like, I literally had today, after I spent hours yelling at a provider for scheduling something two weeks out, I said, no, my client needs an MRI today. Okay, well, we could get that done if you show up at four. All right, I'll go get her and I scheduled everything. Office manager's not even in the building when I'm doing this. I put it on the calendar. Oh, we have a mandatory meeting with our system to go over how to do stuff. We already did this training. We know how to do this shit. Oh, it's mandatory. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, I scheduled that this morning. You weren't even here. And we got the email at 12.41 once that was already on the calendar. What's well, mandatory? So literally, I was forced to schedule the MRI for next week. So now my client has a week gap in treatment because the office manager got on a power trip and decided... Oh, but they're telling me to. I'm sorry. We're paying these people for them to do us this service. They should be doing what we tell them, not the other fucking way around. You're literally letting them do whatever they want. Like It's not like I don't know how to do this. I know how to do these things. I can't believe I literally have to sit there for 40 minutes listening to the same training conversation I had ages ago twice and now my client has a week gap and then on top of that hey let's you know the attorneys review the demands okay then we send them to the adjusters but now oh no no if there's a to-do list I want to see them before you send them so not only do I have to send a client a copy of a demand that is irrelevant because there's no law that says they should be getting copies of their demand but now the office manager, if there's any slight thing written on it, I need to see it in the internet. Even though she had previously told me, oh yeah, no, if it's Medicaid, Medicare, you don't have to do anything. Just, you know, send it out. Oh, but I had a few that said follow up on Medicaid and Medicare. And she's like, uh, they don't have my initials. Because you t- literally told me, you dumb cunt, not to show them to you. Because it's not even a to-do list. It's just something that needs to be done that I don't even do. We have somebody else to do that. I need to see my issues. Well, here's the problem. If you're not there in the office half the time, I'm not delaying my demands going to the adjuster when I know they're perfect because you want to put initials on a fucking piece of paper. All the files need to have the insurance data sheet and the stickers. I'm like, um, I'm not going back into all my fucking files and putting insurance data sheets and stickers on them because that is a fucking waste of time. It takes me... Do you not understand? Do people not understand that it would take me literally an extra 100 hours of uninterrupted time to literally just put insurance sheets at the front of the file 
and a sticker with the client's information that is already at the front of the intake if you didn't put the insurance data sheet there to begin with. The last thing I do is send a demand before it goes to a negotiator. Guess what? The demand has the claim number and the insurance and the special sheet of where they treated. Uh, So why do I need an insurance data sheet if that's who we need to talk to? If we have notes everywhere in our system and I'm literally entering stuff into a new system with adjuster names, claim numbers, insurances, providers... Why on earth do I need a piece of paper in the front of the fucking file that has the exact same information? It's a waste of fucking time. Yet she bitches that Ethan takes forever to do intakes. Mr. I'm the head of the intake department. Uh, Yeah, you're the only one that does intakes and actually goes out and is actually intake. The call center is in North Carolina, so it's not like you know them. You're not the head of the intake if I myself have to go on intakes because you're an idiot. And I do them faster. So please explain that. I'm just like, you can't have the office manager complaining about somebody else wasting too much time going on intake when you are literally making us waste time by doing all this bullshit. And I'm never there in the office. Oh, but I work outside of the office remotely. Um, doing what? Please explain. Do, doing what? She literally tried to get one of the negotiators in trouble because we did not follow up with the providers even though she offered to help with a disbursement sheet because the negotiator had to leave early. And it's like, um, the client said that they lost wages was not considered because they didn't go to the ER. Uh, no, I'm looking at this demand. Let me see that. Looking at the demand. Uh, there's no doctor's excuses. So that's why lost wages was not considered. Well, did we try to get them from the chiropractor? I'm like, uh, we've been told before that if they don't ask for them right then and there, they're not going to go back and create them. Well, we should at least try. Do you know if they tried? No, I don't fucking know because I'm not a fucking negotiator. Quit trying to create drama, office manager. Like, they're not going to consider anything without doctor's excuses. If the client's an idiot and didn't ask for them, that's on him. We can't recreate doctor's excuses. That's called forgery and fraud. This is the behavior that basically has led one of the new hires who's barely been there a month to want to quit because Mike allows the office manager and bookkeeper and everybody else and Ethan to just basically waste time and his money while everybody else is working their ass off. And she's like, I I don't want anybody to create drama and talk bad about people, but then pulls everybody into the office one by one and talk shit about somebody else who's not there. Like, that is why one of our newest case managers is quitting. That is sad. And I'm like, and then apparently the one of Josh, one of our other case managers, got banned from the chiropractor because he was caught picking his nose and eating his boogers in front of the see-through window at the chiropractor. And I'm like, how am I just finding this out now? So I told the office manager, yeah, I'm supposed to talk to him about that. You still haven't done this? And this supposedly happened Monday? Like, 
great. So now we have one less person to do Spanish intakes. Um, great. Now I have to train the other person to do Spanish intakes. And not to make matters worse, we have a mice problem at the office that nobody seems to want to deal with. And this is the kind of problems that lead people to quitting. I've killed two mice in the last two weeks. And I don't give two shits because I am at least getting paid enough to not care. But that's the issue is that other people are not getting paid to not care because they suck. And that's the problem. Well, not ranting for today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. As always, check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, all the episodes are there. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Hit us up on social media. Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. YouTube, you know the deal. And as always, remember, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. Until next time, people.